welcome to Business Talk Sister Cock. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today we are going to be talking about an exciting topic, for me anyways, how to budget when you are making no money. And I am so excited to talk about this because I have been begging Ruthie to do an episode on this for a while because she is a financial coach through Dave Ramsey. And I am super excited about talking with her because she's gone through a lot of information on this in the past with me. And it's just, there's so much here that I think is really valuable. So we're going to get started. um, And she's just going to start doing a whole bunch of different things. So um, where do you start, Ruthie? Yeah. So um, I'm just going to kind of approach this in two different ways here talking about um, when you're not making money and when you're living off of your savings versus when you're not making money and you have no savings. (laughs) Um, So I'll just kind of give a little bit of context about me and kind of where uh, this came into play in my life and how I kind of started pursuing this and I'll be quick. Um, (laughs) But basically I was working, I got a concussion, could no longer work. I then had hip surgery, still continued to not be able to work for um, a significant amount of time. And during that time frame, I lived off of my savings. Um, so kind of where you start with this, whether you are uh, living off of your savings or whether you are uh, trying to just kind of get by without a lot of money or no flow of income coming in, uh, is you start by tracking your income and expenses. So whatever that income is, whether that's government assistance or whether that's just little odd jobs or an actual flow of income, you've you've got that tracked and you know where that's coming from and then you keep track, you start tracking your expenses. So what I usually recommend to people is that they spend the first especially for people who are really hesitant to start with budgeting, uh, to start by just taking a few weeks. Usually I recommend um, two to three weeks of just collecting your receipts for things. So then as you do that, you have a better idea of where you're spending your money and where things are going. And then as you get that idea of how much you're spending and, and things like that is that you can plan for the next month and actually budget for that. So then you break out your categories of this is how much I'm spending on transportation. This is how much I'm spending on food and housing and phone bills and sports practice for kids or whatever, you know, whatever those categories are, um, you can plan for that in the coming month. So that's where I would start. Mm. I I was just thinking about so many different things when you said that. So okay, <laughs> so when you start saving um, and you're and you're trying to like figure out your basic income and expenses, do you want to keep everything in one account or what? What does that look like when you're trying to keep track of everything? Okay, so when you don't have a flow. Okay, so you kind of mentioned two different things. What I did because I had money in my savings is I had two bank accounts. I had my savings account and my checking account. And then because I knew what my, my expenses were every month and at this time did not have a flow of income, but I knew what my expenses were. So then I, at the beginning of that month would transfer out of my savings account into my checking account, the exact amount of money that I would need for that month. And then I would spend what I needed to in from my checking account based on, so I basically gave myself an allowance from my savings account. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you are, if you don't have any money, like you're, 
you don't have a steady flow of income and you don't have any savings, now is not the time to, to try to save. Um, so if you are, you have money coming in, you can, I mean, the goal is to have a thousand dollars in an emergency fund, but if you are like, if you have bills that are in collections right now, or if you have to eat, <laughs> which is pretty common for the human race, <laughs> um, you have to uh, be able to, to take your money and pay for those things directly. So it's not that this is not the time to kind of stockpile that cash and put it into a savings account. Um, yeah. Okay. So when, okay. When you're talking about now's not the time to save, what would you be saying? What are you supposed to be doing with that money then? Yeah. So that would be like also in it going back to your expenses and things like that is what I would do first is uh, especially identify what your fixed expenses are versus your like variable or uh, discretionary variable and discretionary the same thing. Um, uh, expenses are. So like if you have a car payment, that's a fi fixed expense. You write that down. That's a priority. If you have a house payment, that's priority. Phone payment and um, loans, things like that. Th those are all and rent, those are all fixed payments. There's not a lot of leeway there. So when you, so say you have a $200 car payment, which that's pretty average, but it's also still more on the expensive side. So you might want to consider selling your car and buying something that's a little bit less expensive. Low, yeah, less expensive, something that you can afford. Um, but basically, the name of the game is being proactive. That's a long name. Anyway, but be proactive in this. So if you have a payment that you know you cannot make, so say your loan payment is $150 this month and you know you can't pay it, pay something, even if it's $10 and then make it your job, your full-time job. So say if you are disabled, like I was, like of not, I was not able to work at all physically. Um, I was, it was a really hard time of my life for about four to six months was really the the bulk of not being able to do anything um so if you are not able to work your full-time job becomes being in constant communication with with people who you owe money to um so you're calling those those people and you're saying this is what i can afford to give you this month and um, and basically, you just become really good friends with debt collectors if if your debts go to collections, um, or if you like have a maybe you say you don't have debt but you have a landlord and you have to make payments, um, or you have to make your rent payment. So contacting your your landlord and saying, hey, this is where I'm at right now, and you you know that I've been good for it in the past, and I want to, or maybe you haven't been good for it. This is the time to make that right and be in constant communication with your landlord and let them know what you can afford and you might have to move. That's, that's a real possibility, but, um, but there's kind lots, of, yeah, definitely lots of resources in that. Um, oh yeah. So mm -hmm. I, before we get into all of that, because there's so many things, let's go back to what's a priority. Mm -hmm. What are the things that absolutely when you're like, oh, we need to tighten our belts but these are the things that need to stay as a priority. What are those things? Yeah, so there, it's something called like the four walls. So when you think about um, basic shelter needs, so there's food, 
utilities, shelter, and transportation. Those are the four walls. So you have to be able to eat. You know, you have to pay for utilities, you have to be able to be sheltered, and you have to be able to um, be pay for gas and things like that. So those are the, the four walls of your main priorities of what you're going to um, work towards first. Mm. And I know that you tell me this all the time, so I just want to make sure we get it in there. But your health is part of that. And so insurance is another thing that's very important to have, even if it's like a lower plan, it's, it's so important to keep insurance. Yeah. And it's always worth it to shop around too. Like if you don't, if you think that you could probably be getting a less expensive insurance, well, first of all, know what you need. If you have really high medical expenses, you're going to want a lower deductible and a higher premium. So the premium is your monthly payment Mm -hmm. and you're going to want to pay a little bit more on the monthly basis than something lower because if you have really high expenses, then you'll want that to be all caught. The insurance mm-hmm. will pay that out. Yeah. And and for some people that are still, if you're under 26 and you're still on your parents' insurance, wow, what a blessing, first of all. <laughs> but um, when you think about that um, for yourself, what's, what should be best for me or whatever, um, really look at the plans because the plans themselves have a lot of information in them. Um, By law, you are like, if you have a health insurance plan, they have to pay for one like physical every year. Like you have to be able to get a, like a check on that. Those things are like, they have to cover those checkups. They don't, they don't have to cover anything else, but like they have to cover those. And and so, but when you look at, okay, what is my deductible? And then what is my, um, after a certain amount, so let's just say your deductible is $5,000. And then that's, that's a really high deductible if you're a single person. If you're a family, it's probably not as bad. But um, let's just say it's that. But then your insurance, you pay less monthly. So then if you have, say, a car accident, that could be a huge deal because your insurance could say we'll only reimburse 80% of all the medical costs because you had a a lower premium and a higher deductible. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Sorry, side tangent, Ruthie. Okay. (laughs) So I want to come back to, um, we were talking about, okay, you have to cut back and you're trying to negotiate or like if you don't have any money and you're talking to your lenders or whoever. So what, what does that process look like for the resources? What, what can somebody do if they're like, I don't want to get evicted. I don't want to lose my house. What can I do to take those steps? Yeah. So it's definitely going to be dependent on your region, specifically your County, what's available to you in your County. Um, But going to places for, Uh, your local government assistant offices. And if you just Google that, like just look for um, whether that's affordable housing or whatever, like just Googling those things and finding those resources in your area, start there and then find out what's available to you. Also, there are food shelves everywhere. 
Like that's, there's no shame in that. I've definitely used that in the past of like, um, cause groceries are a really high expense, especially if you have a lot of mouths to feed is the groceries can get really, um, very expensive. So if you need to utilize things like the food shelf, then, then do that. Um, there's also something called Ruby's pantry. I know you can get a share for like 20 bucks and there's, um, people, a lot of people split those with other people if they can't use all of it, but yeah, you know, like just, there's definitely resources available to you, whether that's for housing or even getting clothes for, there's a whole bunch of different programs where you can get uh, work clothes or school clothes for kids or whatever. Um, and then also food is another one. And then transportation, there's different programs that you can work with, uh, like local transportation and things like that. I know that there's um, mm-hmm. different things. Like ride assistance and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would say that all of these vary by state, but some of the federal or like overarching programs that I know of, uh, WIC is one of them. They Mm -hmm. do stuff specifically for moms who have children two and under. Um, If you're pregnant, it counts as a child. So, Mm -hmm. and those help you with your like um, food bills for like nutritional things to make sure that you're giving the right nutrients to your child. Um, So there's lots of different things out there, but these programs are there to help people in need. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I have found consistently is that the people who need them most feel bad using them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're often the people who don't seek it out. mm -hmm. So, and especially if you know this is a, for you, this is a short-term thing because you're trying to get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. there's no shame in that. That's the point of the program is to help you get back on your feet. And if that's your ultimate goal, you should be trying to get to your goal as fast as possible by using these programs to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all about mindset really too. Like I had written down <laughs> that you can't be so proud that you don't ask for help, but you also can't be so dependent that you stop trying to get back on your feet. So it's, it's that balance of accepting that help but also not becoming reliant on that like you still have to have that mindset of you're working towards something you're getting this help now because you're working towards something Um, and so one thing that I really recommend to people is that you have tangible goals at honestly at any point in your financial journey having those goals is so important Um, but especially when you're kind of in a slump is making sure that you are setting goals that are dependent on you so like if you're trying to get another job don't set a goal like I need to have a job by February you know, set a goal because that's not necessarily dependent on you. That's dependent on somebody else hiring you, Mm -hmm. but you can have a goal. Like I'm going to apply for four jobs this week or, and, and, you know, like you have to keep in mind you, you and how you work and what's going to be manageable for you. Maybe you can do 10 or 20 applications or whatever, whatever job you're applying for. Um, understanding how long those application processes take, you know, that, keep that in mind, but, um, or another goal that you could set for yourself is how often are you going to check in on this, on the assistant applications that you've applied for? So if you did, um, 
apply for housing assistance or some form of, of childcare assistance or something like that. What is your goal for following up on those applications? Because like Becca and I were talking about before this episode, like that the squeaky wheel gets, gets the oil, you know, like, so, and that's especially true with anything with government. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> yeah and do it I mean do it in a respectful way because that same person who can who can push it through the funnel for you also can be the one to to hold that so make friends and not enemies (laughs) um yeah so but also like setting goals for if you have a certain amount of networking events that you want to attend to try to like job fairs or whatever else like set a goal for that uh and then how many times a week do you want to call those debt collectors or other people you owe money to one thing that i love telling people is make it your goal to call them before they call you so surprise them, you know, like get to know them on a first name basis. Just keep calling back. And then also one thing that I will note is that um, there's oftentimes uh, different debt collectors, especially if they're kind of more aggressive and, and rude. There are laws against that now uh, about the level of aggression that they can that they can use. Use yeah, um, but if they're saying things like if you if you just make this one time payment of of three thousand dollars, we'll cancel the the remaining fifteen thousand dollars or whatever. If they start saying things like that, get that recorded, it's because if they say that more often than not, they have to keep keep their end of the bargain if you have it documented. Um, so really. And they'll get in a lot of trouble with their boss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's something to keep in mind. You know, like if they're going to be making these these big promises, then hold them to that by getting it recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing I know that I didn't know before Ruth, you started like really geeking out about this with me, but there's mm-hmm. specific rules on when they're allowed to call you. So first of all, they're not allowed to call you more than once a day per company. If you have lots of different people that... I mean, that's a different thing, but also if you have a child that they are calling for and they're asking specifically to speak to the child, so like say it's a medical bill, um, that's illegal if they're under the age of 18. So you should get that recorded because you can definitely sue them uh, (laughs) or file basically a claim that you're going to and then they take care of it right away. Um, And then also I think it's before, they're not allowed to call before 8 a.m., and I think there's like a cutoff in the evening too. Yeah. So like they can't call you in the middle of the night and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely keep those things in mind. But I never knew this until Ruthie was like telling me all about these things. But <laughs> when you um, are in this place of managing that, it's actually way better than filing for bankruptcy. Because first of all, mm-hmm. you have to pay like $1,500 to file for bankruptcy. And second of all, if you have like a reasonable like you're not incompetent and everything and you go before a judge to file for bankruptcy they what they actually do is they put somebody in charge of you to make sure that your pay is docked Mm -hmm. and all of that anytime you get a job to pay off these bills and it doesn't necessarily always mean that they just magically go away like it it happens like that it doesn't it's not if they're, they're like, no, you're definitely a young, competent person. You're going to be able to like make income for the rest of your life. We are getting this paid for. And, and what Ruthie is telling you to do is manage that so somebody doesn't become your boss in managing your own money. Because they won't 
budget the way you do and they'll just take it straight from your paycheck and make you pay all those things back. And on top of that, you've completely ruined your credit and you'll never be able to like get a house for a super long time or anything like that. Um, that could be something that's a part of your goals. So yeah, anyway, sorry. I'm just probably, I, I digress, but like, seriously, Ruthie knows so <laughs> many things and she's worked with like so many different concepts that it's really important to know what your options are. Mm-hmm. And that, that payment for bankruptcy specifically, it's, it is dependent on your state too, like in the, the type of, of bankruptcy that you're filing for, whether it's uh, chapter seven or chapter 13 um, or chapter 11. So you have to kind of know what the differences are between those. We won't get into that, but the, the prices do vary based on the different kinds of, of bankruptcy that you're filing for and the state that you're in. Um, but always it, it is almost never the right answer to file for bankruptcy. (laughs) (laughs) True. I remember that we've talked about, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, this is a bad idea. And I remember when I was little and I used to think like, Oh, if I ever got in trouble, I, why don't people just like file for bankruptcy? Then all of your problems go away and then you start over. (laughs) And that's not true. (laughs) It doesn't, does not work like that. Um, Anyway, okay, so we kind of talked about like different assistance and things that you can um, work on and apply for, but let's talk about like more of the day-to-day function of things and kind of how you can um, really be paying attention to where you're spending your money. Uh, it's, it's good to have those monthly check-ins, you know, to kind of see the, the forecast of the whole month as well as uh, the planning for the the next the coming month but also be really intentional about just weekly check-ins I remember when I first really got into budgeting I was super <laughs> obsessive about it and um I, I would spend like just hours and hours like documenting all these different things and it basically just became this weird like diary kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just spent a lot of time on it and it, you don't have to do that. Get a good process that works for you. And then the more you do it, the faster it becomes. So I am, because I, I use an app, I've tried a whole bunch of different apps. Um, and I know I'm, I'm kind of biased because of, of Dave Ramsey anyway, but honestly, of all the apps I've tried, like the, um, like mint and uh, I save and, here, like there's a bunch of different ones that I've used before and they're, yeah, timely bills, I save money, mint, things like that. They're, they're all, they all have their pros and cons, but really the one that I like the best is every dollar. And, um, there's a free version and there's a paid version. I use the free version for years before I switched to the paid version. Um, actually I got the paid version for free after teaching a class. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I was like, you do you? <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, but like the, so I really like the way that they have it laid out. So you basically, basically track every dollar. So like you have, say you, when I didn't have any money, I uh, transferred over $300 a month or something. I'm just giving numbers, but um, $300 a month. And then I, in that app, you set aside what every single dollar is going towards. And it sounds way less complicated than it is. It's like a hundred dollars goes to 
gas, $100 goes to grocery and then $100 is for, usually I would put it towards um, like if I had some uh, car expenses or something like that, then I would throw it all into that. You'd split it up all into those categories. But anyway, um, so keeping an eye on that on a weekly basis or even for me because I have the the paid version it pulls straight from my bank account any transactions that I make so then I just do it as I see them pop up and that can be a daily thing so then I just throw it in there and then I keep moving but the yeah the key to it is just staying on top of it so it doesn't become that super overwhelming thing Okay. Well, there's so many more things that I was just like, wow, we could do so many more talks about this in, in subcategories. But thank you so much for talking about that with us today, Ruthie. We're going to transition to our gawk portion. And I totally have a story that I'm going to share because we were talking <laughs> about this. And it totally applies to like this time, this season in Ruthie's life. Um, okay. <laughs> so Ruthie had hip surgery. And she was like, can you please come down to the hospital and spend some time with me? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can come. So I drove down and my mom was going to stay with her for a while too. But then my dad was like, what? No, Becca can stay and we're going to go on vacation. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can stay. I can stay. So I should she- note, I I, I kind of planned to be in the hospital while they were over in yeah no they did and we had worked it out that I was gonna go down like so it was (laughs) all good but my mom backed out was like no I'm staying my baby's in the hospital and I remember was like no (laughs) (laughs) and we're like get out of here there's only one couch (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so um we ended up staying in the hospital like way longer and I slept on this little baby couch and I probably look like a hot mess all the time (laughs) (laughs) anybody who came in because there was no shower and but they had showers for Ruthie so whatever anyways so okay okay I could not bathe myself let's (laughs) let's just like I had the lap of luxury but I was just a greasy ball and sleeping on a couch (laughs) no yeah it was totally worse for Ruthie it was it was totally worse she was in a lot of pain but anyways okay so we have a lovely friend who was our intern for a while Darby she's awesome she decided to drive down and visit Ruthie in the hospital. And we were like, okay, s- sweet. We'll see you in a little bit, whatever. So she gets there and Ruthie's like, Darby, where are you planning on staying? <laughs> and she's like, with you. <laughs> and Ruthie and I look at each other and all of a sudden I realize I don't have a bed. <laughs> and so... Oh, this is like okay this is 11 a.m she calls me and says she's on her way <laughs> and then i'm like okay you know whatever see you in, in in three or four hours and then like three or four hours go by and i'm like man i wonder i wonder how she's doing and i For called the record, her actually, no, i called her at three everywhere <laughs> yeah i called her at like i think it was like two and then she's like oh yeah i'm just leaving and i was like okay like, whatever and then, and then and then there was construction all over the oh, place no. this is what's worse than this there's construction all over and ruthie calls her when she's like 20 minutes away and says also can you go to a target and get me gelato <laughs> 
because I had to take all these horrible pills all the time and like, hey, poor, oh man. The poor woman had to like go all these places. She finally gets there and then I'm like, I'm not making her leave because she did all of this to get down here. It was around 8 p.m. I think when she finally got down there. Yeah. So needless to say, I quickly called an extended family member and went to their house to stay the night. <laughs> yeah and we watched a lot becca and i watched a lot of shows while i was in the hospital and she read me a book and we had lots of good heart to hearts but yeah you know like time with darby was was well worth the wait <laughs> yeah she brought you a care package like what it's a true pal. it was it was an elaborate care package it was really good <laughs> ah, okay well thanks for joining us this week you guys If you are enjoying listening to our episodes, you should totally check out our Instagram, Business Talk Sister Gawk. Oh my goodness, we troll each other all the time on social media and just like put little Easter eggs for each other. So you should definitely start following us. We have some really good fun. See you next week. (laughs)